A line I've heard every time I visited Cuba. Ask a question, and the response is likely to be, it's complicated. Only said to you back in Spanish. Well, when it comes to Israel and the current coalition government, it's complicated. Ultra-Orthodox far-right politicians in Israel introducing legislation that would offer time in prison for a Christian to share their faith with others. Introduced by two members of the Knesset who belong to the United Torah Judaism Party, would apply this proposed law to anyone who would attempt to persuade someone from changing their religious beliefs. The proposal says the attempts of missionary groups, mainly Christians, to solicit conversion of religion have increased. Knowing how much his country depends on Christian support from especially North America, President Netanyahu has said this bill will not go forward. It's complicated. The world is dark as we approach Easter 2023. Christ came to die on the cross for Jew and Gentile alike. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Monday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're starting a new series this week called Darkness to Light. Can you believe it? Easter is coming, and it's less than two weeks away. This time of year is quite curious for me. If I were to say Christmas is almost here, you'd probably feel a pulse of excitement and start humming, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I know the children listening would. But for some reason, we really don't have an Easter season, most of us at least. A few weeks leading up to the greatest holiday with joy and excitement, like what we do at Christmas. So on this program, with Easter soon coming, I want to fan the flame of your love for Christ and the cross and the resurrection. And to help do that, we're going to spend some time with a new friend whose love for Christ is contagious, Marty Mikowski. He's written an Easter book to stir up her affections for Christ this Easter season. And rather than hearing me describe it, here's Marty's elevator pitch. Well, darkest night, brightest day is a family devotional for the Easter season. You know, we celebrate Christmas with Advent devotionals. We dedicate weeks before Christmas, but Easter tends to come and go, and families often wonder, what could I do with my family to mark that special season? And so, Darkest Night marks the days of Jesus from uh, his triumphal entry to the cross, and then, brightest day marks the morning of the resurrection through the resurrection appearances one week before easter and one week after easter two weeks to bless your family during the easter season that's a philadelphia area pastor and author marty mikowski did you hear the enthusiasm in his voice he'll join us again in a moment to share about the two weeks in the life of christ that changed the history of the world And then after the program, I want to send you a copy of his book called Darkest Night, Brightest Day, a family devotional for Easter. This book will start a new tradition with the kids in your life and help shine the light of the resurrection into their lives. But even if you don't have children, this would be a great book to share with other kids as well as yourself this Easter season. You can look at samples from the book. I would encourage you to do that and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you'd like to send this directly to a family somewhere else, 
Just send us their name, address, and a short note, and we'll get it out ASAP so they can be blessed by it this Easter. And just before we hear our first song, let me remind you that we still have copies of the new hardback Amazing Grace, The Life of John Newton, and the surprising story behind his song. Read a sample chapter when you visit our website. You can get it there. Or call us for a copy to read and a copy to give. And now let's open the program with Casting Crowns from their Hymns of Faith album, Glorious Day, Living, He Loved Me. One day when heaven was filled with His praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin Dwelt among men, my example is He The Word became flesh and the light shined among us His glory revealed Living He loved me Dying He saved me Buried He Far away, rising he just freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. One day they led him up Calvary's mouth. and rejected bearing our sins my redeemer is he hands that heal nations stretched out on a tree and took the nails for me Oh, glorious day, oh, glorious 
Welcome to Haven Today and a series that we're calling Darkness to Light. And we're joined from the greater Philadelphia area by a pastor. His name is Marty Mikowski. He's written a lot of books, and he's also written a book called Darkest Night, Brightest Day. Marty, I want to say welcome. I'm glad to have you on Haven Today. Thanks, Charles. It's great to be with you. And I wish we were sharing a cheesesteak, as we said earlier, but uh, we also got some wonderful things to talk about. I'm I'm staring at a copy of your book right now. If you look at the front of the book, it says Darkest Night. It's a family devotional for the Easter season. Yes, it works for kids, great illustrations, but it also works for grown-ups like you and me. And but then you get halfway through the book and after the darkest night chapters, you flip it over and it's the brightest day. Brilliant. How did you come up with that idea, Marty? Well, I like to come up with creative ways to engage children. And uh, the idea to do a two-sided book, an upside-down book, as some people call it, with two covers, came uh, from the book of Acts, actually, uh, where Paul and Silas go to Thessalonica, and they cause quite a stir. Uh, Some of the people there believe, but most don't. And they actually, a riot is is begun, and they say, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And I Mm. thought, isn't that what the gospel does? It it turns our sinful hearts into hearts that love God, uh, takes our guilt and gives us forgiveness, takes our timidity and fear and gives us boldness. You know, Peter, who... uh, denied Christ three times, uh, now at Pentecost, proclaims the gospel boldly. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what we see. The gospel turns the world upside down. So I thought, that's what I'm going to do in this book. We'll study the darkest night, or you might even say the darkest nights leading up to the death of Jesus Christ. And then on Resurrection Sunday, it flips that crucifixion, it flips death on its head. Jesus rises from the grave, and we have the brightest day in history, uh, victory to the king. And mm. so I thought, let's put that in a book, and let's uh, give families something fun to lead their children through. Well, with that in mind, this coming Sunday is called Palm Sunday, traditionally. And even though you start your book about the darkest night and those dark days with the betrayal of our Lord, his arrest, the trial, the cross, you actually start it with a note of light. And that's the triumphal entry, which which really is the, the, the beginning of the Passion Week, as it's sometimes been called, but it's also the beginning uh, on a high note of what would become 
a very dark night before we saw light again. Talk to me just a little bit. Let's talk about this triumphal entry of our Lord and its significance in the lives of every believer today. Well, Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem. He weeps over Jerusalem, and he fulfills the prophecy uh, coming on a colt, on the foal of a donkey, as king into Jerusalem. The, the crowd that Lazarus has just been uh, raised from the dead days earlier, they're mm-hmm. excited. You know, they're hailing the king in fulfillment of the prophecy. The, the Pharisees say, uh, correct, you know, correct your disciples, tell them to stop. And, mm-hmm. and Jesus says, if they be silent, the rocks would cry out. But he is very aware of mm-hmm. what he is going to. They don't realize many of the people there probably thought, Rome will be overthrown. The Messiah to restore the kingdom, the earthly kingdom of Israel has come. And Jesus knows that he's going to be led like a lamb to the slaughter and not open his mouth. He knows that unlike in past times when God called down his angels, no angels will come to his rescue, save one angel to wipe his brow in the midst of the garden. And he is going to the cross. And so in the midst of the celebration, we see uh, that Jesus is going to his death. And he knows that. Mm. Disciples didn't know it. And even the the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees at that point, they were out to get him. They wanted to kill him, but they had no idea what would conclude that next week, his death on the cross and how it was part of this eternal plan of of God's for salvation. Let's talk about this a little bit. Some of us are high church, some of us are very low church, but somehow we need to get ready for Easter. How do we do that? How do these dark days that we need to think about and ponder minister to us to prepare our hearts for the empty tomb and Christ alive? We all meet on level ground before the hill of Calvary. The Roman soldier who at the death of Christ, surely this was a righteous man. Mm. The thief Mm. on the cross who was as far away from religion as one could get, who says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus says, this day you will be with me in paradise. Um, the, the religious rulers represented in Nicodemus, who came to Jesus uh, at, at, at night, afraid, now goes with Joseph of Arimathea to take the body of Jesus down. He boldly uh, proclaims his faith. So we see at the cross men of high religion and men of no religion, Jews and Greeks. You see, when that temple curtain tore, signifying the way to the presence of God was now open. It became open for all of us. Um, This is about, do you put your faith in Jesus Christ and his sacrificial death on the cross, no matter what your background? If you just joined us, you're listening to Haven Today, darkest nights, brightest days, 
Marty Mikowski, he's a pastor at a church in suburban Philadelphia. He's on with us. He's written a book. We're talking about Easter, getting ready for Easter. Marty, um, you have so carefully brought in so many illustrations uh, of those final days of Christ here on earth these last few minutes. I want to say thank you for that. Let's go personal now. How does that relate to me or to you or to someone that you've encountered as all of us need to be getting ready for Resurrection Sunday and celebrating that momentous event? Well, Charles, let me just share just a snippet from my own conversion. I was a very religious man. I didn't miss a Sunday growing up. I I attended the Catholic Church as a boy. And I watched, you know, every Easter I saw uh, the stations of the cross, the the passion of Jesus. And I knew that Jesus died on the cross. I, I saw the crucifix everywhere in my upbringing. But something happened one day when I was watching a tele-evangelist. He taught me a part of the story that I didn't yet understand. He said, Jesus Christ died on the cross. But he added three words. For your sin. For you. He he personalized the cross. I didn't realize that Jesus, when he hung on the cross, took my sin upon himself. If if I had been the only sinner, his crucifixion would have still taken place. If I'd been the only one, he would have died for me. He knew me. And in that moment, I realized I had a decision to make. Would I follow the one who died for me? Would I give up my life for him? And I said yes and prayed a prayer confessing my sin and believing in Jesus Christ and his death for my sin on the cross. He took my penalty and suddenly a weight lifted from my shoulders and I I, I just had this instinct within me. I'm forgiven. Mm. I had not thought that all my life I had felt like I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. But when I realized Jesus died for me, I Mm. knew not guilty, forgiven. Mm. Isn't it interesting? Of all things, the Lord used an evangelist preaching on a TV show to lead you to faith in Christ. Sounds like that was a remarkable day for you as a, what, I assume a teenager when you saw this TV show? I was in my early 20s between my junior and senior year of college. And, you know, what Paul says is uh, the gospel is the power of God for the salvation of not some, but of everyone Mm. who believes. Mm. And so the story of Jesus, God empowers that story by his spirit to be the key that transforms our heart, unlocks our understanding and causes us to just swell up with joy over the reality that the God of the universe became a man and died to take my place, to take my sin on the cross, and then rose again on the third day, victoriously proving death has no longer a hold on him, nor all those who believe in him. Mm. Let's get down to some nuts and bolts. You've written this book, Darkest Night. You get halfway through, you flip it over. It becomes brightest day. 
Now, how do you follow this? How do you lead a child, but also a grown-up like me with these masterful illustrations, to work our way through leading up to Resurrection Sunday and then post-resurrection? How do you do that? Kind of give me some nuts and bolts here, Marty. Well, you start with uh, the triumphal entry, as we uh, talked about earlier, and then each day you walk through the days of Jesus leading up to Good Friday and then Holy Saturday, um, where Jesus is in the tomb. Um, And what I've done is I've just taken all the accounts from the Gospels, the pieces of information that are not all in one place. Uh, We don't see the same stories in each of the Gospels. And I've put them together to create a chronology of the days of Jesus leading up to his death. And then Easter Sunday, you flip the book around from the darkest night to the brightest day. Your kids wake up Easter morning and you begin with a resurrection story. And then the days following You read about the appearances of Christ, Mm -hmm. Jesus, on the road to Emmaus, where he appears to the disciples, Uh, Jesus, when he appears to doubting Thomas. And we see uh, these appearances of Jesus and how he relates to the disciples to show that he, in fact, is risen. He's eating fish with them. He's saying, touch my hands. I'm real. I'm not a ghost. (laughs) I am alive. Mm. And what I so appreciate, Marty, is you you don't just leave it with his earthly appearances after he's resurrected, after the stone is rolled away, as you title one of your chapters, but you lead us to the ascension, and then you lead us to Pentecost. Now, I'm going to give you one last chance to preach here, Marty. <laughs> Why do you end at Pentecost? Well, the story, of course continues. But, you know, Pentecost is such a wonderful uh, moment. It's it's the reversing of Babel and the beginning of the church. It's, you know, what God has separated in languages. You see, come together there in Pentecost, people, you know, uh, from many different languages, all hearing the disciples speaking in their own tongues. And then from there, the Great Commission begins to be exercised to all the ends of the earth. And uh, so, you know, and now here we are post-Pentecost where we are still spreading the word and we're waiting now for the second coming, for that return of Christ when he'll wrap up the shooting match, say it's all done, restore the earth and come down uh, to live with us on earth in the new heavens where we'll celebrate. There won't be need for sun nor moon. He'll be our light. That's where we're going. Mm. Looking forward to that, as I know you are as well. Marty Mikowski, would you lead us in prayer right now? Yes, I will. Lord, I pray that the the days, the dark days of the cross would uh, turn to the bright days of the resurrection for every listener. May they know the joy of Jesus's victory. Amen. Marty McCaskey, we didn't get the cheesesteak in together, but thank you. You've been a blessing to have on Haven today. You're welcome, Charles. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Haven today at a program called Darkness to Light. I'm so glad we got to spend time with Pastor Marty McCaskey today. 
Didn't you catch his zeal for the gospel? And you'll find the same passion for Jesus as you read his book called Darkest Night, Brightest Day, a family devotional for Easter. Start a new Easter season tradition by reading this beautifully illustrated upside-down book. And let me add that the devotions in this book will encourage anyone. I know Janet and I are looking forward to reading through it this Easter. But this would also make a great present to include in an Easter basket this year as well. We have the books in our warehouse, and we can send them directly to a loved one, ASAP, with a note from you. Darkest Night, Brightest Day is a book I'm sure that will become a treasured favorite of anyone who uses it every Easter as a reminder of how God turned the darkest night into the brightest day. So for your gift to the ministry, we'll send you this devotional. Just go to our website, take a look at the sample pages from the book, and make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And just as we go, let me remind you that the last two weeks we were talking about grace. Receiving God's grace, giving God's grace through Jesus Christ. Why not both? We still have the new hardback Amazing Grace, The Life of John Newton, and the surprising story behind his song. Read a sample chapter on our website and get it there. Or call us for copies to receive and to give. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? When again, together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Sometimes we talk more about the Bible than listen to the Bible. Just listening to an extended passage can teach us a lot. I'm going to stop talking, so listen. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I don't have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It isn't proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This is God's Word. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.